Okay, so what do we think Rob's wearing? Roll neck. Do you think? I'm thinking he's gone all out for the new year. Cable knit. I've, I mean, I'd love it there to be glitter involved, but I'm just, <laughs> just, it's just wishful thinking, isn't it? When we get new year, a, new Rob. I think he's got the heating up to 23. He's wearing a t-shirt, plain white. There's a cost of living crisis going on. Let's check it out. He's minted, though. No, here he comes. <laughs> this is massive. Oh, my God. Oh! Didn't see that. No way! Didn't Carton. see that. It's a flannel shirt. Yeah, it's a bit... Um, oh. I haven't seen a flannel shirt in a while. <laughs> you can still get them. You can still find them. Yeah, it's actually quite know. old, thanks. Well, that's yeah, that makes sense. I thought you were going to be in a, a roll neck. It's not very New Year's Day, though, is it? No, that's uh, pretty New Year's Day for Rob. Uh, I think that's more like Christmas Day. I imagine that's what he was wearing on Christmas Day. Uh, I think I just wore a black t shirt on Christmas Day. T shirt on Christmas Day, on his white t shirt. It was a white t shirt. When you cold with like a snowman on, no, it was just plain white. <laughs> I wasn't cold because I was, I was, you know. Slaving over a hot stove and that. Anyway, Ooh. all right, nerds. Hey. All right, Rob, how's it going? Uh, not, not too bad. I'm sensing the moods a bit. We actually haven't done the intro yet. Yeah, well, regular <laughs> listeners of the show will um, notice that... Well, they'll, they'll have noticed a few things. I think before you do that, you should probably do the intro. You think I should do the intro as, yeah. as per? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Harry Potter Virgin, where three Potterheads guide a Wizarding World Virgin on their first journey from platform nine and three quarters. On this show, our resident muggle Rob will share his experience of reading the original Harry Potter series for the first time in his 30-something years. He'll be helped along the way by three veterans of the Potterverse. This is series five, episode five. Is it? Yes, and it does not have a title today. We will be reviewing chapters 9, 10, 11, and 12 of The Order of the Phoenix. Millers, I'm going to ask you to take over here and explain what's happened. Yeah, so it's really sad today because um, basically um, we lost the last two recordings. They're gone. They're gone forever. Um my laptop's broken. We don't need to talk about it. We don't need to go into it. Um, okay, cool. But it's very sad. But they're gone. They're gone. So, like, there's no, like, they're just gone. Okay? Yeah. They're gone. So, so you know what? Point... The, the worst thing is, though, about this is I honestly think they were the two best episodes we've <laughs> ever done. Honestly, I think they were really good. I like, it was really dynamite. Good. It was dynamite. It was, we were really. <laughs> Mother, it was just it was like free flowing we were in flow state it was incredible sure you were <laughs> so basically we, this this episode is to, like for us to take a moment to grieve those chapters those recordings yeah and to kind of like do a bit of a overview of what rob thought um obviously he can't remember anything that's happened now um and also, and and hopefully catch up on we will go through we're not going to do the episodes again because you know it won't be real it wouldn't be authentic we don't want to do that to you but um we will try and do the outpost in the muggle mail um oh. and oh, oh, that was lost wasn't it right so one, yeah i mean do you want to okay well first let's just 
we'll come back to that rob rob's just held up a picture of um of creature which she drew i have some housekeeping if um if we were going to start in the usual way well i, I we're not it's not going to be usual today okay? will, it's, it's going to be all over the place well hold on we're not there yet for clarification we lost the recordings on chapters eight nine no nine ten eleven and twelve they were the woes of mrs weasley luna lovegood Sorting Hat's new song and Professor Umbridge. So now that that's all, all done, people understand what we're doing. Let's crack on with it. Has anyone got anything to say? No, I've got housekeeping first. <laughs> uh, you are not the only person on the podcast. Phil, okay. Rob, do you have anything to say? I do have something to say, but normally we do housekeeping first. No, we don't. I've got something I, to say. I fun. just enjoyed your delivery of that, like... You were sort of shuffling papers around like Hugh Edwards had just, you know, it was breaking news just come through. It was a bit like that. It is. It does feel a bit like that today. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm. I've got swollen glands. I've a, a sore throat. This is a bad uh, thing to be having to do. <laughs> and, uh, we're trying to get through it. We're trying to get through it desperately. Millers, you've got something, I've got to, say. something to say. Yeah, go ahead. So today I've just had the most wonderful New Year's Day. Yeah, well, happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> New Year's Day, everyone. It's New Year's Day. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas. Obviously, you're sad because you haven't heard our voices for like a good month. Um, but I had such a good New Year's Day today. I had a wonderful New Year's Day. This what has been the worst you part do? of it. So, woke up. Didn't wake up till like nine because oh. he stayed up till midnight. Oh, that's true. Um, and legend. And so, like, we had like coffee in bed, um, and then I went for a run. I did that this morning. It was um, gorgeous, wasn't it? Um, it was. It was dry. Yeah. Um, and then we went for a pub roast. Um, oh, nice. And I mean, that's basically it. But that's like my perfect day. Yeah, mm. totally lost. I yeah. Well. Oh, I'll tell you something great that happened today. I was at my mum's house, Sue Thomas's, and she said, this is what she said to me. She went, oh, Phil, do you want, like, um, some white wine with, like, some lemon and some tonic water in it? What, that's... that's... Right, hang on, just stop there. And in my head, I thought, right, I'll tell you what you can do with that is just put in the, the white wine then stop and just hand it over to me. But I just thought, do you know what, Phil, just New Year, just go with it. So I just went... Um, yeah, fine, whatever. I'm not being funny. It is the best thing that's happened to me all year. It was absolutely delicious. It's only the first day of the year, Phil. It was, the, it was, and it was the best thing that's happened this year. It was really nice. See, Phil, I do love you, but you're like one of the last people I would take like um, recommendations for any like food or drink from. It was, it was really good. Even my mum was surprised. She was like, it's really good, isn't it? I was like, yeah. Just, mm. just, you just said it. It happened. Does anyone have any New Year's resolutions? Oh no, but um, I don't know whether I said this before, but if I did, it's probably lost. So yeah, there you go. But I was thinking about sponsorship and how um, I think I did say this before about how we should get like a an alcohol company to sponsor us. Oh, I'd love um, that. So we'll play a game each week because Rob's obviously always drinking, and we can like oh, yeah. guess instead of guessing what he's wearing because. He always wears the same thing. Um, we could like I'm not sure about that. Well, it's not. 
I never see any like sequins or glitter or no, we don't see sequins. Hey, one of the one of the from the great lost tapes was me wearing a band t-shirt. Oh, That'll yeah. be lost forever. Oh, my gosh. And you oh. were like holding a guitar at the same time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that's gone. Wrong. That's right. We caught it on camera. Well on audio. Oh, oh that never happens. Anyway, look, we we can't it's lament happened, too then. much. It's happened. It's happened. Right? It's happened. It's done. Right? Okay. Is it time for, for housekeeping yet? Yeah. Um, unless anyone else got anything to say? Well, does anyone have New Year's resolutions? No. I don't um, New Year's resolutions. No. No, I'm not going to do any New Year's resolutions. Do you? Yeah. I. So most people I know have decided this year to, like, they want to go out less and drink less my new year's resolution is to go out more and drink more what <laughs> I, is it? I yeah. could possibly go out less <laughs> <laughs> yeah i couldn't most people like, i know go out go out constantly and i'm i they don't even ask me anymore but like i've started doing it to be fair i could probably could just manage to drink less but i'm not going to i love drinking so much I really love that. Rob, Rob, what about you? You seem like a man for a resolution. Uh, I don't know. Read more sort of fiction yeah, that's not Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah, yeah, read more. Read more fiction. That's good. Less that's a resolution. Potter. Uh, no, I don't have any. Like, I've got nothing. I've got stuff I want to do, but nothing. I'm calling a resolution. It's too much pressure. I'm really happy with mine. <laughs> good. Yours sounds fun, Phil, to be fair. No, mine's going to, this year, I'm telling you now, it's going to be a 10 out of 10. I'm 2023 is my year. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not very interested in 2023. <laughs> I mean, we're only 20 hours in. Yeah, it's not, it's not feeling it. Yeah, but so far, you've had a great time apart from this now. Yeah, no, today's been great, but yeah, like... It can only go it's downhill. It can only go year. downhill from here, can't it? I suppose. <laughs> right. Any housekeeping? Yes. Go on then. We got a new armchair. Oh yeah, we oh did. Oh my gosh, have you? Can I see it? Yes, you can see it. Again, quality. Oh, that's nice. Where's it from? Um, Facebook Marketplace. It's really that's really At, nice. So like, it's like it's so much better in this room. So that used to be a sofa. There wasn't enough space. So now, um. We've got a new armchair. But it must be hard if you guys want to sit together. Well, no, because no, you've no, got, got a sofa over there. Oh, fine. Okay, yeah. We've <laughs> just got one chair. <laughs> yeah, a little family, one chair in the room. <laughs> it's a free room. Um, I've got something that I wanted to talk about in housekeeping, which was um, that I want Rob's dreams to become a feature in this podcast. Oh. oh yeah so I think that's all been lost as well um a lot of stuff we talked about was dreams the dream yeah we but I don't think we went into it in too much detail because I was I said in like I'll post to our own podcast that I want Rob's dreams as read by Joe yeah to become like a feature in the podcast prior to now we've discussed dreams and dream interpretation because of divination yeah but we haven't gone into specifically Rob's dreams, only that Rob is interested in dream interpretation. Rob loves it. Yeah, I mean, we're going to go through chapter by chapter, but yeah, obviously one of the chapters, I think the last one, right, P Professor Umbridge had the bit mm. of divination and they established that dream interpretation is going to be their like topic for the term. So we were talking about Rob loves dream interpretation and Rob occasionally sends 
like a really detailed description of his dreams to me and some of our other friends, um, longtime friends of the show. And one of them has kind of taken to reading them out in a sort of slow, dramatic reading. And they're very funny and very enjoyable. Very good. Maybe we'll play one of them later. And yeah, we can we can we can do that every time Rob has a, a good dream. I've got what I would say is is probably eighty-five to ninety-five percent of the material is probably not suitable for, for broadcast. I mean, oh, can you out, send uh, me some of that then? Because everything I've heard is fine for broadcast. Ooh, no, yeah. I mean I've got a pieces of housekeeping. Yeah, go ahead. Um the first the next piece is that we've got the book. Mm. We have Jim Kay's. Oh yeah, that boy that is. Oh, that's amazing. I'm really happy. That's a big boy. Got that for Christmas from a long time friend of the show, Kate Millington. Wonderful gift. Um, and the other one is that we were talking about this um on the WhatsApp group, but I thought we should do it on the podcast. I think we should all rate the rate 2022 with the owl ratings. Should we do that oh, now. Yeah. Rob, 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 what was your OWL rating uh, scheme for 2022. You got O, E, um, e and T, and uh, D as well, somewhere in there. Oh, it's been up and down. I'd say yeah. I'd yeah. say it averages out as A. <laughs> Rob, it's so Rob. Oh, Rob. So Rob. It's so Rob. Rob have you ever had a year that's that even been in E? Funny, but Rob spent a lot of time this year on holiday. Like, yeah, all he does is have baths outside. How was it? Guys, we don't know everything that's going on in Rob's life, and he said he averaged it out. Mm. It averaged out as an A. So over a year, there's going to be ups and downs, isn't there? You got you got to include it all. That's that's why I give it an E. I can't believe you gave it an E. I'd go E. Exceeded expectations. How's that? Yeah, but you didn't have a baby this year, Phil. Um, no, that year was awful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was really bad. Bath improvements. Um, my brother-in-law. I asked him yesterday. He had his third child this year. Well, I asked him. Too many. Well, yeah, yeah, it's too many. I said to him, "Oh, what would you give this year?" He said, "I'd say a one." I said, oh, you did have a baby this year. And he went, yeah, she's the one before her it was on minus. <laughs> he, he does have long COVID, though. Mm, and right. now three children. So That's he's cool. hoping for a two next year. Oh, Troll. Good. Yeah. Is that out of 10, Phil? He's doing that, that was out of 10, yeah. That's no, so that quite... one hoping for a two. Okay. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah. See, how's he gonna go for the two? Have another baby? No, no more. I think no more. I'm just hoping that the he doesn't have COVID again because he's had it four times now. Well, my year was an O. Yeah, well done, this. Easy the best year. <laughs> best Happy year days. since when? Best year since when though? Best year. Just the best year. I had a great year. Twenty nine to thirty was a really good year for me. Oh, you it by age, not by not by. I, I don't know what. Um, twenty twenty sixteen was a good year. I was going to say twenty sixteen was an absolute banger. That was a good year. Loved it. No, it was awful. Remember? No, it wasn't. Brexit vote. Yeah, that didn't affect me. I got quite what? angry about that. that did, Brexit didn't even happen for like another eighteen months. Oh, no. yeah. yeah, that was all right. That was fine that year. 2017 was also incredible. I have worked the least I've ever worked this year. And she's given that an O. She's given that an O. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't really work <laughs> anymore, and but I'm like still, my children. I'm still work too much, to be honest. I wish I'd work less. Yeah. Well, moving on. That was housekeeping. I hope everyone else has had a lovely year, not worked too much or too little. Maybe got a couple more than one out of ten. This is the thing. 2023, I've got to work all year. I don't want to do it. I was a teacher. You get loads of time off. Right, here we go. So let's cover the chapters that we missed. Yeah, I was thinking, should we just go and like do a brief overview of each one? And then yeah. Rob can do at the end of them, we'll do the what are your ratings? Yes. And then we'll do some outputs from I don't think Rob remembers anything. No, yeah. He'll remember. We'll help. I'll He'll need remember. I'll need your help because I know you got like Kingy, you've got a good memory, sort of nerdy memory that you'll you'll remember my ratings when you No, you know, I told you that was your one job. I know, but I I think I sort of remember them. I think but... I remember them. I'm th- I'm pretty sure I remember them. But I'm going to have a brief break to open um, my advent calendar. You shouldn't still have an advent calendar. Yeah, she's, she's, uh, questions. It's actually my advent calendar. Um, she doesn't open. She didn't open it a lot during December, and then she just sat there the other night with her advent calendar and just emptied it. Yeah. Like a machine. Def- deferred gratification. Incredible. Oh, no, not deferred. She was eating loads of chocolate during Christmas. That's why the apple. <laughs> right, anyway, I wasn't counting. Um, right, Phil, you did the walkthrough of the woes of Mrs. Weasley. Yeah, so what you give a very No, 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 but just give a very oh, right. brief overview of what happens in that chapter. Very okay, brief. so... Uh, Source, hard summary. The Be issue back. is I'm still feeling like the grief. Right, do you want me to do it? No, <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, so basically... Hearings happened. Harry comes out. They have that little altercation with um, Lucius Malfoy. We mm. talked a little bit about the fact that he's like bribing Fudge, that, those types of things. Then um, Harry goes back to Grimmel Place. Everybody's super buzzing that he's got off. Oh, then there's the whole thing with the prefect badges. The book list and the prefect badges come. Mm. Who gets a prefect badge, Rob? Ron. And Hermione. Yeah, great. So it's all like kicking off about that. Um, then Mrs. Weasley's super happy. She throws. What are you laughing? <laughs> it just sounds like it's been edited in the way I said it, but that was oh. just my natural <laughs> flow. Um, she's um she throws a party for um Hermione and Ron who are the new prefects all the big names are there um there's something going on in the corner with Fred and George and um Mundungus they're buying some sort of illegal something off him but towards the joke shop and then um, Moody comes and Mrs. Weasley asks him to see, check if there's a bogger in one of the rooms upstairs with his magic eye. Moody shows Harry the photo of the original Order of the Phoenix. Do you remember that? Mm, yep. Do you remember who's in the photo? Should we just describe off some parents names? and his, his parents, parents are in it? Um, everyone's the, pretty much the long dead. bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's Sirius, Wormtail, um, obviously Lupin, um, who else is in it? The Pruitts, the Bones, like some people that died or whatever, Moody, blah, 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 blah. Um, then Harry wants to get out because he feels a bit overwhelmed. He goes past the room upstairs. And do you remember what he sees in that room? It's Mrs. Weasley crying. 
why is she crying? Yeah, she's seen the boggart has turned into her fears, which is basically uh, sort of Ron and Percy yeah. and Harry dead. Yeah, that's right. So, um, first of all, he sees Ron dead on the floor, but it's the boggart is turning into all her, all her children dead and Harry and blah, blah, blah. She has a little bit of a breakdown. Um, Lupin and some of the other guys come in and say that they'll take care of the kids if anything was to happen to them, blah, 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 blah. I think that's it, isn't it? Oh, Ron gets a broom? Yeah, I think that's roughly it. So chapter 10 was Luna Lovegood. So they've got to go off to school. Um, Can Rob remember anything about Luna Lovegood? Yeah, go she, on, Rob. She was a bit, she's a bit quirky. She's a bit like, you know, the other kids kind of think she's a bit odd. She just, she's, she's just in her own lane. She's reading her, like, magazine. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the chapter, she can see, she can't see, she can see the horses. Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll come to that. So they've got to go to school. Uh, they they leave Grimmauld Place to go to uh, King's Cross, of course. Who goes with them who shouldn't rob? Do you remember that? The dog. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Dog comes. Yeah, Sirius. Well, thank you, Rob. Um, yeah, Sirius transforms into Padfoot the dog. And he wants to get out, doesn't he? He's resentful of being told that he can't go out anywhere. Um, mm. So he comes with them against Dumbledore's orders. Miss Weasley's a bit funny about it. But anyway, they go. Um, when they're at the station, um, Harry's kind of abandoned by Ron and Hermione. They've got to go off to the prefect carriage. He ends up sitting with Luna Lovegood. And who else is there? Do you remember? Uh, Nev. Big Nev is there. And um, Ginny. Ginny sat with them as well. And Harry gets covered in like something called stink sap from um, Neville's, what's it called? Uh, uh, Mimbley oh. Neveltonia. Yeah. It's a little plant that he's brought along with him. And do you remember who walks in when Harry's all covered in this like gunky stuff and sitting with these, you know, basically bunch of losers? Cho Chang. Cho Chang. Cho comes in, Harry's a bit gutted. Cho's come to talk to him and he's sat with. Luna, who's known as Looney, Neville, who's Neville, mm. and Ginny Weasley. So it's all a bit embarrassing to Harry. Um, eventually, um, Ron and Hermione come back, and who do they let us know is also a prefect? Oh, it's Malfoy. Didn't yeah. didn't know, want to hear that. Yeah, Big Draco, <laughs> Big Draco is a prefect as well, and you know they have a little chat about how he's just going to end up using it to to bully people. Because obviously prefects have a little bit of authority over the other students. Um, they get to school, and yeah, Harry is jumping into one of the carriages that's going to take them up to the school. Who does he realise is not there? Somebody is herding the first years. It's Grubbly Plank, but who should that usually be? That should be Hagrid, mate. It should be Rubo, shouldn't it's it? It's worried about his absence. Yeah, worried about the absence of Hagrid. Um, and Harry realises as he's getting into one of the carriages that it's being pulled by this sort of skeletal, skeletal, skeletal? What's the? Skeletal. Skeletal. Thoughts, Rob, on pronunciation of that word? <laughs> uh, either's fine. I appreciate it. It's um, <laughs> okay, skeletal. This sort of skeletal, winged, dead-looking horse that he's never seen before. And he insists that they're there. Ron insists that they're not there. And Luna Lovegood says, oh, don't worry, I can see them as well. 
And as you said, Rob, she's obviously a little bit unusual. She reads her Quibbler magazine, which her dad edits um, upside down. And yeah, she wears radish earrings, cork necklace. She's really, really highly unusual. So Harry's a bit weirded out that he can see something that other people can't and that Luna can see them as well. Do you remember what your kind of musings were on why Harry can see those horses? No, we talked about there being some, like maybe some coming of age or like something's happened to him as well as her, which mm. means he can see them. Yeah, because yeah. just reading this last bit here, because it references something you really like, um, Rob. So, um, Dogs. What? No, not dogs. Um, the like musty smell of school because you always bang on about that don't you you love that yes so um she says so luna says it's all right um says a dreamy voice from besides harry and ron um you're not going mad or anything i can see them too and then harry says can you um and he turns to luna oh yes i've been able to see them ever since my first day here they've always pulled the carriages don't worry you're just as sane as i am Smiling faintly, uh, she climbs into the musty interior of the carriage after Ron, not altogether reassures, Harry follows her. Uh, so she's always been able. She's, she's been always able been able. Something's happened day. to him. Hogwarts, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, that was all uh, quite quite interesting, wasn't it? So chapter 11, Sorting Hat's new song. Feel that yeah. been... We know Rob loves a sorting hat song don't you Rob you love them not so, so much uh, so they're all talking about how grubbly pints there and obviously the Gryffindors are quite upset um but um Luna kind of says that the Ravenclaws think that Hagrid's a bit of a joke um and it all kind of gets a bit heated there between Ron and Luna um, then they get to the Great Hall, go and sit down. Luna goes off to the Gryffindor table. Harry looks up um, at the teacher's table. He can see Dumbledore. But who else can he see up there? Oh, there's the, the frog, the frog woman. Yeah, the toady sort woman. Toady woman. Yeah, what was her name? Her name was Dolores. Very no. nice. Del- Dolores Embridge, yeah. yeah. And where do we know her from? Um, the popular Netflix series Making a Murderer. <laughs> yes, because Rob said she looked like Dolores. Um, what's her Avery. name? Avery. Avery. <laughs> um, but we've also seen her on the bench at the Wizards Court. Yes, we have. We have indeed. At the um, hearing. Yeah, very good. So she was the one that was sat next to Fudge, um, during Harry's hear- hearing, and very much wasn't on Harry's side, um. So we've got a really great long song from the Sourcing Hat here, which I think basically talks about how um, the four houses started off with United, the four founders, but actually as time went on, there was a big rift. Am I right? Is that this song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Slytherin departed. Yeah, there was a big fallout and the hat basically gives a warning um he says though i'm condemned to split you still i worry that it's wrong and he talks about um hogwarts being in danger from external deadly foes um we probably talked a little bit about 
what you thought about the hat then giving warnings did you and nearly had this nick talks about how he's given warnings before yeah it's it's like sort of it's because it's been hanging around dumbledore's office yeah. basically got his message yeah 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 so then the sorting happens um and i think then what happens oh yeah dumbledore stands up starts to give his speech and he gets interrupted do you remember what happens then the toad yeah by toad um basically delivers the sort of government the government like sort of party line yeah um, absolutely lot of sort of unclear speak you said, basically you said like basically like corporate crap Was yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah corporate spiel and yeah. basically saying that they're gonna kind of um if they don't like something then they're gonna change it yes and i believe that both um dumbledore and hermione kind of describe what she says is quite enlightening mm. um and then Ron and Hermione need to go and lead the first years up to the common room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then Harry goes up with Neville. Oh, my Lord. Goes into the dormitory with Seamus and Sexy Dean, Sexy Dean Thomas. And what goes down now? Now, what? yeah, let's just interject there for a minute. We had this whole conversation in the last episode about how we shouldn't call him Sexy Dean Thomas. Bill's <laughs> just shrugged. For the benefit of the tape. Bill, remember, he's a child. And to be a child in the movies. So <laughs> we had this discussion and we talked about the actor who plays him. Yeah, we looked at some photos. And he's an adult I've, now, that's fine. But he no, was hang on a second. I subsequently saw him as an adult in a film this Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a Christmas movie. Yeah. And I mean he is he is sexy. Yeah. Yes, but, but as an well, adult. Yes, I've never seen him as a child, so Bill's not talking about him as an adult. <laughs> I am talking about him as an adult. I don't but he's but his character in the book is not an adult. I feel you're an adult. Dean's he about my age though. Because like when I saw adult. the films, I think me and Dean were about the same age. You were That's a valid point. We were. Phil, I'm sorry, but you were older. Right, let's find out how old Texan Thomas is. <laughs> Alfred Enoch. Is the name of the actor. But Dean Thomas was never has never been an adult. Rob Dean um, Thomas like he has at the end of the books he's an adult. No, he's not. Nineteen years later, he is, I suppose. Well, he's not in that chapter. He might be. He's, he's eighteen not. at the end. Seventeen, eighteen. Well, spoilers. Not too many spoilers, by the way. It's not. He's not an adult. What's his name? What well, doesn't sound Alfred. how old Dean Thomas is? He not. Rob, what Dean movie? Thomas. What movie did you, Rob? What movie did you see him in? He's was thirty-four. He's so he's three years younger than me. I think that's allowed. Well, de depends. Well, now it is not when you were like sixteen and he was thirteen. Sorry, Philly, you forty. No, he's thirty-four. All oh, right. No, that's he's two years younger than me. That's it. I saw Alfred Enoch in. The Christmas movie, This Is Christmas. 
That sounds awful. How many times did I cry? Five. You cried at a now. This is not anything special. We know Rob has access to his emotions, that's very, very good. Um, <laughs> you cried five times during a Christmas movie. He's yeah. two years younger than me. Phil, drop that. drop that. Why, <laughs> Rob? Why was it so sad? Oh, it was, it, it was, it was just. I was I was in a vulnerable state. I'd just come off the back of a flu. Uh and it was like a sort of textbook cheesy Christmas movie that's designed to make you sort of cry. Yeah. It was like kind of love actually-ish sort of stuff. And yeah. I was just I was hook, line and sinker. Oh lovely. Was it a romance, was it, Rob? Yeah, yeah. I mean it was it was textbook. You knew everything that was gonna happen. It was like yeah. proper sort of chocolate box, real sweet. But it was, yeah, it was great. And was that a Netflix movie, that one? It was on Sky Movies, I think. This is Christmas. Never heard of it. I don't have Sky Movies. Never heard of it. No, I I, I had to get a pass specifically to watch this movie. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Who was his... um... Who was his sort of? Was he a co-lead in the in the movie? Rob was he main character? Yes, the female lead was. Who was the opposite? I think she's called. Is it like Kaya Scudellero or something? She was in. She was in. Skins, maybe back in the day. Mm, Okay, I got nothing on that. Um, Right, hang on, I'm looking it up. British movie then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kaya Scudellero. What was it called? This is Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at a Luther Vandross album. Also, probably you name know, worth a go. Yeah. Right. Won't make you cry. Anyway, recommend. Yeah. So, anyway, what happens with Dean Thomas, Phil? Uh, Harry goes up film. To the... Oh, Timothy Spall's in the film as well. Another one that they don't, you know, there's quite a few, there's quite a few um, Potter crossovers in this film. Maybe there are some. Oh, because people. you know who else is in this film? Yeah, the on. guy that plays. Um, Welcome to the night bus, Stan Shampike. Stan Shampike's in that movie. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. funny, isn't it? Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Phil was saying about Dean Thomas and Shane. Oh, and... Why? Yes, because we got into a conversation about how if I'd be upset if like one of your mums was like slagging me off. Yeah, so just recap the plot. What's happening? Seamus's mum is slagging Harry off. Yeah. Because she's been reading the prophet. What I was saying was that I think that Harry is a bit harsh because Seamus isn't slagging him off. I'm fully team Harry here. Where were you, Rob? I understand like this, like Harry's emotional, but I don't, but I also think it's not Seamus's fault. He should be back in his mate. What? Yeah, yeah, he should be back in his mate. Seamus yeah. doesn't really know what's going on. Well, he should be back in his mate. Should be back in his mate. He's, he's like, he's reading the tabloids. Seamus doesn't actually say that, like, he believes his mum. He just says, Oh, it's what he doesn't say. Um, I mean, we can agree that Harry spices off quite quickly, I'd yeah. say. Seamus sounds quite sheepish. He doesn't, he sounds, he doesn't, he doesn't really, he doesn't really want to say anything. He's sheepish from the off and then he spices up. 
Yeah, when Harry has a go, like, oh, he says your mum's thick or something like that. I don't know much. Yeah. Don't you talk about my mother. Don't you talk about my mother. So obviously it's going to be defensive. Yeah, but sometimes you've got to know when your mum's in the wrong. Like today, no, today, Millis, my mum did that drink today and I said, that's bang on. If it hadn't been bang on, I just said, this is rank. <laughs> and she's have, she's have taken it. Oh, sure. <laughs> if then we had started slagging her off. Yeah, I'd put, and it was the drink good oh, or bad. Oh. If you slagged off the drink that was good, I'd if be it like, right. Drink, says, oh, Sue Thomas, like, she's really thick because she makes bad drinks. I'd say, like, well, what are you basing that on? Because the drink she made today was really the best thing that's happened this year. <laughs> so, it depends. Right, so... Yeah, it's a bit full now in there. Then that's pretty much the end of the chapter, I think. Yeah, yeah. no, and then Ron comes in that's and he's right. like, well, and luckily for you, mate, I'm a prefect, so you better shut your big mouth. And then that's how, and then he like mic drops and they all go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, bit, 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 bit. So, Rob, in the next chapter, which was chapter 12, Professor Umbridge, this is where we got up to. So this is basically like a, Full day at school and it all it all kind of kicks off it's first day of school first thing is that Hermione notices that there's something on the notice board in the Gryffindor common room and uh what what is that do you remember she's just really annoyed by it yeah it's an advert for sort of Fred and George's shit and she says we've got a great panel next we're prefects and Ron doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want to have a crack at his older brother's yeah, yeah, he's in a he's in a difficult position. Obviously, it's not like for their staff. They're they're advertising for like testers. They want they want to pay people to test their kind of um, you know black market sweets for getting out of class and stuff. Um, we also find out when they're on their way down to breakfast that Lavender Brown's also been having a pop at Harry up in the girls' dorm, and um, Hermione calls her tells her to shut up. Basically, so Hermione's got got Harry's back big time um they get down there to breakfast they get their timetable Ron is like oh this is the worst day ever because first they've got history of magic with bins boring then they've got potions with Snape who they all hate then they've got um divination Harry and Ron have got divination with Trelawney which they think is a, a dos and then they've got um umbrage in defense against the dark ass uh, defense against the dark ass <laughs> The dark arts. Um, Dada. So, yeah, Dada. So they've got to go off. They go off to History of Magic. It's boring. Hermione's having a pop at Ron and Harry because they never listen and they just want to nick her notes. And as the day goes on, a few things happen that sort of creates antagonism between Ron and Hermione, and they're constantly bickering with one another. And this particularly comes to a head when after potions, I think, is it after potions? Yeah. Cho mm. comes and talks to Harry again, doesn't she? And what does Ron do? I cock blocks. Accidental <laughs> cock block. Yeah, it total, I think accidentally, but he pulls her up on like a Quidditch badge she's wearing, like totally irrelevant, and he's calling her a glory hunter and stuff. And she gets a bit sick of it and just walks off. Hermione has a go at Ron, and then they're having a go at, e at each other, and Harry, like, snaps and tells them both to just, like, shut up, stop arguing, stop arguing, basically. Um, 
And by the time Ron catches up to Harry in divination, he passes on a message from Hermione saying, like, look, we're we're your mates. Like, it would be nice if you didn't take your anger out on us kind of thing. So they have divination. They learn about their dream uh, stuff that they've got to do. Snape also gave them homework. I think Bins gave them homework as well. And then they've got the homework doing the dream diary, which I think you were really... You love that idea, don't you, Rob? The little dream diary. You do one yourself. Big time, yeah. Do do one myself, very much so. Because uh-huh. as I as we discussed, you can remember your dreams if you uh focus your mind on it before you go to sleep. Yeah, and write them down. I, do. I write down keywords when I've woken up in the middle of the night and then fill out the story in the morning when I wake up first thing. Can I ask a question? Um, mm. Obviously, Rob, like we, you mentioned, like before you go to sleep, you do like exercises to try and clear your mind so that you can remember your dream. Mm, sort of, yeah. Yeah. Like, do you, like, uh, so I guess this is more to you too, but Rob, I imagine you must have something like, you know, when you're going to sleep and you're like, oh, I'm going to think of something nice to, to like settle me to go to sleep. What no. do you guys think about? Do you not do that? Millers, you just stick Harry Potter on. I, if I if I do anything, I just listen to Harry Potter. That's what I know, but I like in my head I go to Hogwarts. And sometimes, like at Christmas, I was like, oh, I want to listen to a Christmas chapter so I feel Christmassy. But yeah. I do dream. But also I I I feel like I remember you were annoyed, Rob, because you felt like they weren't taking the dream stuff seriously. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to have done that at school. I mean, why, why not? Why not? Yeah, like I do do it now. But like, yeah. why? That would have been a great lesson. It's bad homework, though, isn't it? Because you just know everyone's going to make it up. Definitely. Well, yeah. I mean, that can happen if you don't want to take it seriously. I don't take it seriously. Get out of my school. Harry obviously feels Rob that he particularly doesn't couldn't find any value in it because he has a very vivid recurring dream oh yeah pop that down mate and he knows what it's it's very personal and he knows what it's about it doesn't need interpretation do you remember what dream he keeps having rob (laughs) this we talked about as well that people are reticent to share their dreams because i tried to implement a section of my weekly team meeting at work where we shared our dreams and (laughs) and nobody (laughs) else wanted to do it so, <laughs> so is it but oh, if it's like a, a like secretive like yeah no, oh let's talk about our dreams it. like our like our goals or is it like oh no. this is my actual no like this is my actual dreams but the <laughs> I, that's such a rogue thing to do at work mate people must <laughs> really like i really stuff. like that yeah i forget i forget you're not, you're not like uh, you don't work in a creative industry no i forget that some people aren't aren't as aren't as open with sharing as I am. And uh, yeah, it, it, we, we canned the feature after one week. Mm. Did it go down worse than apple or carrot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably. Um, oh, wait, that's, that's really rogue. That's quite funny you tried to do that at work. That was that's brilliant. <laughs> I just love that. Um, I asked Sky, my five-year-old, what she thinks about like before she goes to sleep to try and like settle here. And she said that she thinks about lots of babies in a big circle. 
nice she because she loves babies she just lets, just thinks about all the babies in a big circle maybe she's like reclaiming that from like the, the back recesses of her mind from when she went to little little baby groups and stuff like that maybe I don't think of anything to settle me before I go to bed. It's not something I do. I just I just lie there nervously until exhaustion takes over. <laughs> but that's that's a big problem because you want to get yourself in like a happy place before you go to sleep. My friend Katie Jackson, I said to her once, Oh, what do you think of before you go to sleep? And she said, Oh, um, I think about being on the loose women panel. I do daydream about like Arsenal games I will say that that often happens in bed I'm doing calculations about like oh if so they got that and they got that we got that and they got that and he got that and she got and she got that and they got that and we got that what would happen what would that what would that be like Mm. (laughs) I don't know what the point of that is what would that be like that would be good or that would be bad um I think think it's yeah often when I get into bed I think through like all the figures (laughs) or my like business figures and I think I don't want to think about this now. So then I think about Harry Potter. Now I am actually that that meme where there's a couple lying in bed facing in opposite directions, and her thought bubble is like he's thinking of other women, and my thought <laughs> bubble is like, oh, if we go to Brighton and get three points, then. <laughs> <laughs> Except in 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 our bed, Miller's is already asleep. That's the thing. <laughs> He doesn't need any help. She's asleep within 20 seconds of lying down. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Never seen yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, but then again, not been to bed with that many people that regularly. So how would I have? How do you know? Yeah. Um, right. So let's let's just finish off this chapter because it's not finished yet. Harry's a bit ticked off that he's been ticked off by Hermione via Ron. And he doesn't, you know, he just kind of, he's feeling really grumpy and moody. And he goes off to the final lesson of the day, which is Dada, Defence Against the Dark Arts, with Professor Umbridge. She makes it very clear, very early, what her lessons are going to be like, Ron. Uh, sorry, what her lessons are going to be like, Rob. What's the vibe? It's very much going to be back to theory. Um, they're just going to like study the books. They're never going to need this stuff anyway, so you don't need to know the practical stuff. You've been pissed about for four years. Loads of mental teachers. This is going to be a steady hand on the tiller. Mm. Yeah, basically, she has a go at everything that's gone before. And she says, we're just going to read the books. And she literally, the lesson is just read chapter one in silence. Um, Now, I've tried this uh, (laughs) as a teacher. I've tried doing a lesson. (laughs) I can tell you it didn't work. And um, the kids aren't all sat there with magic wands burning holes in their pockets. So, yeah, this is never going to work. And uh, lo and behold, a sort of mutiny is started by Hermione, who raises her hand, won't put it down until Umbridge asks her what's up. And she said, are we not going to do any magic? Like you said, Rob, she points out, well, you're not. there's no need for you to do defensive spells. Nothing's going to harm you. And it ends up into a bit of back and forth where eventually she says to Harry, what could you possibly imagine um, is going to harm you in the real world? And Harry sort of very flippantly says, "Uh, well, I don't know, maybe Lord Voldemort. And it's a very kind of like shocking moment. And Rob, I remember you said something really, really important that we must bring up here. What was it that you said? 
Yeah, this was the first time in what are we booked for? <laughs> five. Five. Uh, that I've actually genuinely sort of laughed slash smiled in, uh, intent, as intended rather than laughing at something that JK probably didn't intend you to laugh at. Um, <laughs> yeah, with this little sort of sarcastic response. Enjoyed it. Lovely. So Umbridge um, gives Harry detention for a week. That That's the upshot is that. Um yeah, she gives him detention for a week and she sends him out of the class. She sends him to his head of house, Professor McGonagall. And what is McGonagall's attitude when he arrives? Bearing in mind, he's just been sent out of class with detention for a week for, for like snapping back at a teacher. What's McGonagall like with him? Uh, well, I think we discussed it was like when I got sent to the head of year for <laughs> detention, where it was like, come on, mate, you need to be you're better than this. You need yeah. to be more sensible. Have a ginger biscuit. Why, remind us, Rob, remind us. I, I can't remember. Why Why were you sent to your head of year? To, <laughs> I can't remember. Just, yeah, just for, uh, just for taking up a bet to ask <laughs> the maths teacher if I could go to the toilet because I need a poo <laughs> in front of the class. Get, did you ever get the money? No. No, we never paid you, did we? No, got some of it. Um, <laughs> some honourable gentleman paid up. Funny for everyone, isn't it? Um, yeah, so you're right, Rob. She says, basically, look, Potter, you, you've got to wise up. Mm. She's quite kind of motherly with him. She's like trying to make him have biscuits and, you know, get him to see more clearly what the situation is who this woman is, who she's obviously going to be reporting back to at the ministry and really consider the fact that he's already getting a bad reputation because of the Daily Prophets campaign against him and that he needs to have his head screwed on uh, more tightly with her and, and take it a bit more a bit more easily. He can't be shouting out things like, oh, you know, I'm Lord Voldemort is going to try and kill us in the outside world in front of this woman. But she's clearly not not particularly angry with him. Like she seems completely on his side in the situation. Yep. Yeah, she does say you've you've got to be wiser. And um, that is the end of the chapter. That's where we got up to. What are your ratings? What are your ratings? What are your ratings? What are your ratings? It's ratings time. Come on then, Rob. We need a rating for. Going all the way back to chapter nine, the woes of Mrs. Weasley. I think I gave this one around a. Yeah, that that was my memory of it as well. And and the reasoning was there wasn't a great deal going on, and then it was saved at the end by the the sort of bogger greatest fear stuff. Mm. Little bit, of, little bit of Miss Weasley sort of, you know, quite character. Hard. Yeah, on the car ending a bit bleak they will go to bed feeling a bit un- unnerved mm. it's very much a chapter where harry has to confront the idea for the first time that people probably won't survive this conflict because that was the really the point of moody showing him not the point of moody showing him the picture but moody was pointing out in the picture oh, that's so and so we found him in bits are oh, those two brothers mm. we never you know, so he was like, oh, they were dead 10 days later or something like that. So 
it's a real down moment for Harry, isn't it? And that that bogger incident brings it into greater focus. This is also where I got very uncomfortable where like Harry's going to sleep and the pictures are watching him sort of taking the piss out of him or something. You just sort of never get a moment's privacy was my concern, especially in your own bed. E.g. He shared a room though, didn't he? As a teenage boy. Chapter 10, Luna Lovegood. Um, Yeah, go on, Rob. What was your rating on that one? I've given that another A as well. Yeah, that's what I remembered. I remembered an AA. Uh, for those two yeah. chapters, yeah, I remember Phil. Um, obviously, Rob's here now. Um, I remember you being quite angry at Rob when he when he went off the call. There was actually some you used some quite vivid, violent imagery, didn't you? Oh, really? Did I? What did I say? I'm winding you up. Oh. <laughs> but, but you well, were. No, I would. I, I'm, I'm angry now. Hearing that again, I think. Yeah. It's out. It's out of order. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why, Phil. It's just it's just stock standard chapter that's been lifted from the other books of them travelling to the school. Rob never likes the... There are stock chapters in Harry Potter, let's be clear. And Rob never likes the stock chapter of they going to school. Oh, we bump into Malfoy and Crab and they're dicking around and then we have a little argument and then, yes, you know... but the content. There's so much substance in it all. This is what makes it real, Rob. Someone's if, got a chocolate frog. If it was like... This is what makes it real. Yeah, if it was like chapter 10, the Sorting Hats new song, and it started with a sentence that was like, the next day they travelled to school. Mm. That was it. That'd be so boring, wouldn't it? That's that's rubbish. That's, mm. that's missing out so much. You know, the Cho, there's Cho with the stink sack. Cho's it's, in there. You've got some sexual tension. The mustiness. Yeah, mm. you love the mustiness. You find out that bit about the quibbler mm. and about it's all very funny. Yeah, it's all hilariously funny. It is, mm. it is hilariously funny. I'm laughing just thinking about it now. <laughs> I've got to be honest, this book, right? Honestly, like there's this one line in this book. I'm not sure what chapter it is, quite a lot later on. And it is one of the funniest things I've ever read. So I've done that oh, one. So funny. I cannot wait for that. That's you think funny. that Voldemort line is funny. You wait till you get to this line. It is so funny. Okay, just get up, mate. That's chapter 12. There's upwards of 38 chapters in this book, Rob. <laughs> is there really? Oh, no, there is exactly 38 chapters. <laughs> Look at his face. Look Shitting me. Face. Shitting me. Not even a quarter of the way through. No, mate, not even a quarter of the way. And we is lost that? chapters of recording. How funny is that? Mm. Right, so chapter 11 then, Rob. Yeah, what did you give that? Um, the Sorting Hats new song. You love a song. I think I might have given this an E. I think you gave it an mm, E. I think it got better. I'm pretty sure you gave that an E. Mm. You liked the argument. You liked the tension. Mm. And then I think I followed that up with... Yeah. Yeah. Chapter 12. Yeah. Another E. Because you laughed, because you had the laugh, didn't you? Well, you did that as well. Dolores Umbridge. I'm oh, sorry, Professor Umbridge. I'm pretty sure you gave that an, an E as well. I remembered an AA and an EE. Yep. Um, I think also, the, the although it was just a sort of school day, I enjoyed a bit of nostalgia. I enjoyed Harry sort of giving, giving it some lip back to the teacher. Yeah, I love that. That was nice. Mm. Yeah, it's it a really good chapter that one. So there's a nice little sort of upward trajectory through those chapters there, where we're obviously transitioning from the pre-Hogwarts part of the book 
to the Hogwarts part of the book. So good that you're, you're getting on a bit better with it. So yeah, an AA and then an EE. Should we give him the next chapters now? Um, yes. You um, got to do muggle mail. Okay, yeah, muggle mail. Let's try and do a quick uh, go through of two. Do quick fire. We'll make it as yeah. quick fire as we can, Rob, for sure. No, no, I just meant as in like a sort of quick fire, you know, things on buzzers kind of round. Okay, the thing is, I'm not sure. Not sure what you mean. <laughs> We've read which ones have been recorded and which ones haven't. So I think the only option is to do them all. Why are you so silly? You dress like a muggle and you look like a Weasley. Oh, Rob, what do you think? Your stupid muggle likes to drive our listeners to the brink. Damn muggle. So, muggle mail from... Long-time friend of the show. Richard. He says, Rob, what would your plan be to kill Harry if you were Voldemort? <laughs> I do remember this, yeah. So, I... <laughs> I think what I said was, and I stand by this actually in the end, is I would do it because I, I thought about stabbing him in his, in his sleep, in the, but then you, I couldn't get into the school. So I did what I think he will do, which is wait till he goes to the, the village. Oh, hogs me. And then I would... Oh, yeah, I'd just hide behind a door, and as he comes through, I'd just do him in the back. I remember this now. Yeah, Voldemort just hides behind a door. Like Honey Jake. Yeah, just don't overcomplicate it. And then I think you said, wouldn't you notice, people would notice you sort of creeping around as a little goblin or whatever. And I'd said, maybe I would embody the shopkeeper. Yeah, I do remember that. Or... Possession. Uh, sort of generic uh, old woman who's just browsing the, the racks <laughs> <laughs> to be more sort of just blend into the background and then he comes in they're probably bickering and then just shank him. Yes, I remember him saying shank. Um, oh, it's so good, such a good yeah. idea. Okay. So this is Marie. Marie? Marie? Marit. Marit. I'm really sorry. I never know how to pronounce your name. Um, she says, I actually have two questions for the next episode. In in the words of Mrs. Weasley, when Mrs. Weasley finds out Ron is a prefect and she names a couple of possible rewards for him, how awkward is it that she suggests buying him a new rat? And she mentions that he is like scabbard, scabbards. She obviously knows that scabbards was a fat, traitorous man sleeping in her son's bed, right? And we, I remember we spoke about this in the deleted episodes um because we talked about whether she did know and then we realized that yes she she found she out at the end of the last year yeah when she first saw Sirius she was angry and she would have found out from that yeah, yeah and then yeah. explained to her um I can't remember what we said but I guess I guess the thing is like Scabbers was in their family for a long time and also changed like she thinks of Scabbers as being like part of the family. Imagine the things he would have seen and heard. Yeah, but <laughs> and but you don't want to think. But she doesn't want to think of that, Rob. She really. But also, like Rob, say don't get you another had, one. Say you had a bad experience with the dog. That wouldn't put you off dogs forever. 
it I might do if that dog was a man who was perving on me or like <laughs> yeah, listening into everything I've said for I my life. I imagine you've had you bad experiences per- with women, but you've still, you've overcome that. But they've presumably. not been a different animal inside them. You don't have to be such an anim- animalist. <laughs> like, what does it matter? Rob, you've added in the perving bit about Pettigrew. There's no, there's no suggestions in the book. that He, he will have seen stuff no, accidentally. No, just been like this. No. Yeah, with his little rat paw over his eyes. Oh, yeah. no. Anyway. Okay, next question. And I've, I'm pretty sure when, when we uh, read this out, Rob was in his band T-shirt, so it was perfect. Oh. Um, in the next chapter, Luna Lovegood, we learn about the band, the Hobgoblins, for the first oh, yeah. time. We also know about the Weird Sisters. I was wondering what Rob's band's name would be and what instrument he would play if he started a band in the wizarding world? Oh, great question. It was a good question, and I, I, I need a bit of time to think about it. And what I came up with may not make any sense now, but it was, it was the band was called Creature's Predilection. Right. Because creatures yeah. ha, Creature has wow. a predilection wow. for... Socks. Uh, no, underwear. Sniffing underwear. Phil, mm. is that, you know, when... Yeah, that was in one that's gone out, I think, wasn't it? When Rob no, gets I... lost, or did that get lost? I think that got lost. Mm. I hearing this now, I imagine I would have said, "Is it like a metal band?" <laughs> is that what I said? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds metal to me. It wouldn't be metal. Mm. That's not really my vibe. It sounds metal. Is now a good time to bring up uh, the picture of creature? Well, so yeah, I was thinking we should we need to bring that up because mm. so I think maybe it was lost. I can't remember. Rob got obsessed with creature. He was convinced that creature was sniffing pants. Yeah, this something. was lost. Like, mm. um, obviously, that's not in the book. That's just yeah. Rob's imagination. I mean, I cannot be clearer. Um, but Rob I... got obsessed with him being a pervert who sniffs pants, mm. and then I think it was Emma. <sighs> Yeah, let's, let's give Robbie's right fly before we. This is mental. This is like I feel like I'm like you're all flat like, earthers, and I'm right. the only one saying it's round because so like Siri, Siri, I've read it in the book. Yeah, Siri says something like, "Oh, I caught him sniffing a pair of my mum's old drawers or something." And as what more do you joke, need? As a joke, he's he's poking fun. You cannot. You. I interpreted it a different way. I interpreted it as deadly serious and. Sirius was was like, oh, you know, he's doing this. <laughs> so genuinely, steer clear of this guy. Genuinely, <laughs> I think I think I think at the time I remarked that it's one of those things where we cannot unhear Stephen Fry's tone of voice as serious when he says, "Yeah, exactly." Well, I caught him, you know, with one of my mum's old pair of old bloomers the other day. It's like the way he says it makes it so clear. That it's like an exaggeration, as by way of, of a joke, to make fun of creature and make light of the situation that they're all in. Whereas Rob has just read it off the page as like Sirius is saying it with like a frown and like you know shaking. <laughs> 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 I think it's his his dad's, isn't it? Yeah, or a pair of dad's trousers on his face or something like that. So, longtime friend of the show, Emma Jane, suggested that Rob draw creature which we thought was a really good idea and rob do you want to hold up your picture again now yes this is the this is just a regular version i I think i 
pointed where his hand was in this one. Yeah, so his hands, his hands there is just, just kind of behind his back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We, we don't know what's in the hand, really but it's just behind good. the back. Oh, and, then, and then this is the actual one <laughs> where, where he's, he's, he's in the what? act of sniffing the pant. And, it, and as I said, <laughs> his left hand's just slid down his loincloth. And that's left to the, to the sort of reader's imagination as to what's happening there. Is it, at least one of those on, on Instagram. I think we should put both on where you. They can... are really good, like really. And it's just, I just the pierced nipple as well. Well, I think, <laughs> I think, what well, actually that one is with the hand in the in the cloth. I think that's actually the first one, and then it, you swipe, and it's like someone's walked in. When Sirius has, walked, <laughs> that's the second one. Um, <laughs> the hand behind the back and the sort yeah. of look on the face. Yeah. Yeah, I think that works, doesn't it? That's that's him in private, and then Sirius walks in. Boom. There you go. Yeah, muggle me. Okay, this is from Jenny, who um, dressed up as Dobby and sent us a photo. Oh yeah. Um, and she looks amazing. She's like shaved her head. Wonderful. Um, but we were all confused about where she was, and also why no one else dressed up. We had a long conversation about was she in a weather spoons? Was she? So don't worry about that. We don't have to Oh, yeah, that. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, Get mixed up. She, she says, I got, I really got a kick out of your reactions. Thanks so much. Just to answer the questions about the lack of hair, I really just wanted to do it for a laugh, but managed to do it as part of a fundraising day at my college. The fancy dress event was part of the Whitby Folk Festival, so I knew I was committing to the look for a few months. The location is the foyer of the Whitby Pavilion, but I really enjoyed your photo detective skills. The majority of the other people in fancy dress must have been in the main hall at the top. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. a great take-up. Uh, also, thank you for the compliments on the eyebrows. I now rock a pretty strong monobrow. Basically, I try to use hair for comedy purposes. Great plan. I can't see a monobrow. No, I, I remember saying there's no no evidence of a monobrow. Yeah. I want I want a photo of the monobrow. But anyway, I think that's a yeah. <laughs> brilliant message, brilliant work. Yeah, great work. Okay. I am. Now there's this, which is this message from Miles. It's a new fan, right? A new new fan. Yeah, it's a new fan. Where's oh, it from? He, oh, I got confused because it says Miles, but then at the end he says sincerely a June sincerely junior from Boston. In Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, and then I accidentally, this is 12th of December, so is this when I was with you, Phil? But basically, um, I accidentally started the video call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, no, we really did that. No, yeah, I remember. So let's do this one again. So this is um, Miles, who maybe has a nickname, yeah. Junior. So let's go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. So he has some feedback. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Let's um, hear it. I want to start this by saying I'm a big fan of the podcast, but I have a suggestion that I've been thinking about for a while. It seems to me that the run through in the beginning with Rob has evolved into more of a quiz of the chapters to make sure he understands what's going on. Hmm. Then he leaves and you three do a deep dive. We are now into our fifth book and I still have no idea how Rob feels about anything pertaining to the characters or where the story is heading. Oh, yeah. I realise he does not understand enjoy the fancy genre genre but he never actually tells us what he doesn't like about it or the books i think a potential solution to this might be to be to involve rob more in the deep dive topics which would give him the an opportunity to flesh out his thoughts and feelings 
Again, love the podcast and I can't wait for you guys to finish this journey. I think he's got good points. Mm, definitely. The issue is whenever we try to like bring up any of these topics with Rob, he just kind of glazes over. Mm. That's a little nat. Yeah, I would. It, and then if we ask him his opinion, he's like, oh, I don't know. I agree. I agree, Miles. That, that would make it a better podcast. If we were more precise with having like a deep dive section that Rob could be involved in and then a deep dive section that he couldn't. If we put in that time and effort, it, it, it would work. But the issue is Rob's Rob's mind doesn't have access to the the part of being interested in mm. what's gonna happen. He doesn't have he doesn't have it. It's not it's it's, it's just no natural curiosity of what's gonna happen in the story. Also um, that, that's the issue. Also, we're already running very long um episodes but we could we could try out a paddling section well Rob what do you think like what do you think like are you loving this book can you, you like buzz in to read the next chapters yeah, so this know? is where we're going to hit the problem because when you say what do you think he's not he's not going to he's not thinking no it's well and also he's just reading it he's just trying to understand it I think it's a more of a comprehension task Rob <laughs> go ahead what what do you think yeah no I struggle with any sort of theorizing about what might be happening that's not already written down and Rob we all know you're a very intelligent man so that's not a question of cognitive ability is it that's that's because you I just you know you're saying like oh you know would would Mrs Weasley like bacon and it's like well you know she's she either written would. as she likes she bacon or she would doesn't like, no she would like bacon yeah, no. Rob, she makes bacon sandwiches by, by the on, for everyone. She likes bacon. She See, look, Miles, this is the problem here, right? He's thrown his head back as if what we're saying is mental. <laughs> we're just doing a basic bit of, like, fan interaction with the content, and he doesn't have time for it. This is what I mean by he doesn't have access to the part of his mind where these are worthwhile conversations. He doesn't have access to it until it's, like, overtly sexual, and then he's like... And then he loves, he can't get he enough loves of it. He big it. time. Now, just for the benefit of the tape, he's <laughs> big time. <laughs> he says big grin on his face and this is a book for children featuring mainly minor characters you could have read this as a teenager because you still do read it as a teenager yeah exactly no i'm just trying to i'm just trying to find something to clutch to you know a little smile on his face and when i say minor characters i don't mean bit parts I mean, they're below the age of consent. They are minors, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I like it when people, I like it with the owl post. That's what I think is so good about the owl, owl post. Because I remember there was one owl post once that asked Rob who his favourite character was. And Rob, you said Hermione. And I didn't know that your favourite character was Hermione. So, mm. like, I find that the owl post is really good for that. Yeah, owl post the muggle mail helps because it, it's, it's really quite good. direct. Yeah. yeah, other people thinking of like interesting questions that we're not thinking of because we're just trying to get through the, you know, the what happened and what did you think of it. So other people having those thoughts and just messaging us straight away, the Harry Potter Virgin on Instagram, by the way, the Harry Potter Virgin on Facebook with direct questions for Rob, I think is a good way of doing yeah, it. we love that. We could try a paddling section. I think maybe we could try a paddling section. Okay, well, we'll do that because in preparation for... Get me trunks. Every yeah, get your trunks. In preparation for every episode, I do you know I listen to the chapters and I pick out, I try to keep it to like three things these days, maybe four things for a deep dive. So maybe I'll try and get one thing for paddling and then a few other things to do once Rob's gone. Okay, they're looking at their phones because I just sent them a photo from Megan. 
which is her strawberry rhubarb crisp. Um, oh, no, I was looking at my thing instead of work email. Yeah, uh, we had this conversation about crumble, didn't we? Yeah, it's, wow. basically, it's crumble. Look like, at that. Well, that's not crumble, is it? That's not crumble. Well, it basically is, but you'd normally have more crumble. Yeah, that crumble. I'd is like to eat this. What that's is the this? kind of crumble that Phil would eat because she doesn't actually eat the crumble, she just eats the fruit. Yeah. That looks really good. Also, um, very left field to put strawberry in a uh, crumble. I've had that before, school dinners. School dinners, they did strawberry they crumble. Frozen then. Or seasonal. Yeah, I demand. No, I think they probably were frozen. But yeah, school dinners, but they, it's delicious. Mm, I'm not sure about strawberry. Delicious. Strawberries. Not big on cooked strawberries. But I mean, rhubarb crumble is a classic. That looks, that looks That's basically a crumble. It's, but it's not finished, is it? I but, think you're being a bit unkind. No, 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 because it's a crisp. It's not a crumble. So it's obviously as a crisp, it's finished. But if that was a crumble, I'd be, I'd be like, thing. where's the where's the crumble? You know, you, you, you're you looking at about 25% crumble there. Mm, delicious. Anyway, thank you so much for sending that in. But Ob, what's your favourite crumble? Apple. Just straight up apple? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, not yeah. a huge crumble guy, but apple and like maybe sort of cinnamon. No, I'm not a huge crumble, but it is enjoyable when you have it. You're not a huge crumble. <laughs> custard as well. Custard, a bit of custard on the side. Nice. Um, we were down on the South Bank, Bank last week and there was a... Um, mm, culture vultures. A... Just I a... love South Bank. I haven't been in so long. Oh my God, I'm coming to London. When are you coming to London? Is that is that a tour dates you're oh. going to announce? Um, no, yeah. I'm it's I'm coming because it won't my... be there. But there was an apple crumble van. Wow, that's amazing! <laughs> I don't know where I'm going, but um, I managed to tag along with a team build that Tom's is doing, so I'm getting paid, and all my mates are going. We're not going. No, on the 10th of January, and and I get to sit on a train with my friends, no children. And and they're going to give me coffee, and they're going to buy me tea, and they're going to pay me to do it. And then I come home. A gin and a tin. I'm going to take a gin and a tin. Are you working? Yeah, I'll just for the way back. I don't yeah. think I'm doing much. Good idea. Good idea. What's Tonks? Is that is that what Tonks does? You're not seeing me. Just Tonks. Tonks. By the way, he's Phil's friend, and also yeah. One of the- those of our jingles on the show um big shout out to her long time for the show she does sing sing okay so the company i used to work for went into liquidation tonks and chloe bought the company so they are now doing that i did they keep beep 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 i haven't been able to don't know this like i know all of no i didn't know that i know all of this guy yeah yeah, so she does team builds in that, and you're going on one of them. Yeah, if anyone wants to book a corporate um, thingy team build, like I know, I know your gal. Rob, you could do that, couldn't you? You love it. control. You could book a corporate like team Rob. build. They do dream specials, Phil. <laughs> you got to make dream. that happen. So I don't understand. Do you run them or are you on them? I used to run them. Are you just in a constantly really well bonded team just doing these regularly or are you well, running ironically them? no it, it like it part but like um, <laughs> um but the core of that team are like very much still still together 
Rob, do you, yeah. do, you, do you have to organise like training team build days, any kind of responsibilities for that you could? I mean, yeah, maybe I could. But oh the last God, thing then... I want is Phil coming into my workplace. Yeah. Oh, no, Rob, that would be the best thing ever. Oh, can you God. imagine? And I could, oh. get your, I could get your whole team singing Don't Stop Me Now in Two Part <laughs> Harmony. Imagine. Well, he likes S Club 7. We, oh, no, I don't think we've... I think we've got reach somewhere. Phil, if that happens, could Millers and I sneak in as, <laughs> as part of the team as well and we'll just like audio record the whole thing? Uh, 100%. The whole day with nobody knowing that we know him. Absolutely. Like 100%. That is You're not amazing. a problem at all. Yeah. Right. What was this message then from. Um, I'll send you some pictures when I come to London. I'm not sure where I'm going. I haven't had the schedule yet. Good job. Okay, and Phil just shouted, oh, yes. I'm coming to London. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so this is from Coralie. She says... Long-time friend of the show. Hello, I know that Millers and Kingy um, love the audiobook, and I'm a regular bedtime listener too. I'm sure you've already seen it in the news. I hadn't. But it turns out we aren't the only ones. Well, yeah, I also have a colleague who listens to them to go to sleep. Um, yeah. I sent a link to a Metro article. Um, Interesting. High quality publication. A full thousand... One billion. Well, an American billion. A full one billion. American billion. No, I, not... I think that's a British billion, isn't it? No, a thousand a, million? No, a, a British billion is a million million. Okay, well, let's oh. use the American one because it's way, way better. A full billion hours have been spent by fans listening to Harry Potter... Um, books on Audible. A billion hours. But it doesn't say that it's a bed. Wow. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> have bedtime, does it? I thought it was going to say that people listen to them to go to bed. I'm not going to. I'm. I'm. I haven't actually read the article yet. I'll read that later. But she says, "What I'd like to know, though, is what I'd like to know, though, as such wonderful fans always on the lookout for details. Does Fry send you to sleep too? Yes. God. Yes." When we first had the baby, um, and we were, and I, I couldn't um, sleep at night, so I was just trying to like get bits of sleep whenever. The only way I could go to sleep, because it's like feels stressful if you like go to sleep knowing like the, someone could wake you up at any moment. Oh, it's so stressful. So the only way I could sleep was to like put an eye mask on and to put headphones on playing Harry Potter. And that was like the only way I could sleep. Yeah. Is that because it's boring or? No, because it's just so calming. Calming and soothing. And it's just like having a friend there with you talking to you. Mm. It's Stephen Fry. I wouldn't, I'm not messing around with any other. <laughs> Couldn't Kingy just talk to you? No, We've done it with Kingy it. before. Kingy's really good at reading Harry Potter. However, it's, it's not like sleep inducing in the same way. No. Look at his face. I, I'm not comfortable with his face. I'm not comfortable with his face. Rob, I think you should try the audiobook once every now and then. Well, he has. He's so great. He didn't like it. I have. I sometimes have a thing where I will talk, because obviously I've got a boring voice. We've established that. Very, yeah. If 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 my partner's struggling to get to sleep, I will just talk. I'll talk mm. about, like she doesn't like cricket, so I'll just talk about... <laughs> you know, like the Indian middle order batsman and, and what their sort of background is. 
I think that's um, a really good idea. That's brilliant. You, you should record yourself so that yeah. she can listen to it when she needs to, because that might be really useful for, you know. You know, just cricket. I, I might just release a podcast of that, cricket sleep therapy for yeah. people. For people who, who don't like cricket. Yeah, and want to get to sleep. But, like, this will be really good when you have your baby because, like, uh, the thing with me is I've always been quite animated. So, like, I can't talk to, like, my kids when they're going to sleep because I think they get too engaged. But, like, um, a great way of getting, like, my children to sleep is James, like, tells them his day. Like, works really well with babies. And Sue Thomas used to do that when she was trying to get, like, the babies to sleep. She's like, oh, I just tell them what I've been doing. And they go to sleep. So that that would be really helpful for you. Thanks. <laughs> I knew my boring voice would come in in useful one day. Boring voice and like a bore like a boring day. You know, on the tube. It's the yeah, way you say it. Though, isn't it? You don't want, you don't want to hype the baby up. Yeah, I can't do it because I'll be like, I'm going to London, and it just gets all so exciting. <laughs> but like, yeah, they were. But I think you'd be brilliant at that, Rob. Um, just one more piece of um muggle mail is from Isabel, and basically she's just saying thanks. Isabel, Great, thanks. Did you... and yeah, Isabel Bamberg. She has a message before yeah, she about she's got a foster cat called Gildroy. She might not have her foster cat anymore. Actually, that was quite a long time ago. Oh, what a beautiful! Great, cat. That was April. No, do you remember when you had foster kittens and they pushed? Yeah. Yeah, and one was called Schubert, and the other one was called. Be another composer. It was Schubert. That's a composer, isn't it? Schubert. Yeah, Schubert, and and Schubert just kept shitting himself. Shitbert. Like all the time, and then it turned out he had syphilis, which I think the actual Schubert had. He got better (laughs) though. <laughs> yeah, it all ended well because he he got the right medication in the end, and it was fine. The cat, the other one, is dead. Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, what did Isabel say? Oh, she says, "I second Ra- Rachel slash wedding photographer's thoughts. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. It's one of my favourites. I don't Yay. mind that there's no editing. I'd prefer less quality episodes than no episodes at all. Great, <laughs> but try not to lose episodes." Yeah, that would be great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's hard. Go on. I know it's hard to do something on the side like this, so thanks for sticking with it. I'll be listening as long as there's still episodes coming. See Yay. what appreciate you. Yeah, mate. They yeah, that's you. lovely. Who was that yeah. from? Strangers, that's Isabel. Isabel Baumgartner. Thanks, Isabel. Strangers appreciate you. I love you. Oh, okay. Um <laughs> Was there? Did we lose the bit where we talked about Rob um, having the stranger come up to him on the street? Yeah, <laughs> that was that, ages oh. ago. Yeah, but Rob, it's so long since we recorded. No, Fiddle. that that is that is definitely a proper episode. Yeah. That was so good, and they the one that was like trying to get Rob to pay for things. Yeah, the one that's trying to get him to M and M. Oh my god! All right, well, we can't get. No. Well, later on, I need to hear about James's MLMs. Right, so yeah, I keeps happening. Basically, I've gone through Instagram now. There's what there's, I think there's one or two that we'll do as our post, but I've been through Instagram and um, I think I have got through all the outposts. But if you a 
if I've missed yours or if you have sent it by another route, are you just WhatsApp to me? Um, just feel free to please just send it again. Yeah, because we're, like, we're all over the place. I can't go through all my WhatsApps. Also, I've lost my WhatsApps because I've got a new phone. So you just are going to have to either deal with it or send it again. Yeah. Fair play. Um, so basically, I think I think Rob can go, but we need to give him his chapters and we need to decide when we're going to record again. Again. Chapter 13. <laughs> Do you know what's useful is now I just use these as my um, this picture of creature as my bookmark. Yeah. So that's that's a lovely, lovely thing. Have we got like both of those. Do we have both of those images? Because I'm just worried. Can, can you send those, please, Rob? So we're gonna uh, give you your next chapters, Rob. Uh, chapter thirteen and chapter fourteen. Millers, I promise I won't repeat them. You can't repeat. Otherwise, I'll edit out. Yeah, I know, I know, it. I know. I think we lost all of that gold as well. Millers, that was. I loved that. Seeing the chapter names after she says them. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> chapter thirteen. Detention with Dolores. Thoughts, Rob? Yeah, it's going to be a detention with Dolores. Great. Oh, what Good. is that? You what? see, Miles, this is why we don't do it. <laughs> when are we going to do Rob's dream? Rob, thoughts, Rob. And what he hasn't said is, oh, well, that's going to be a really interesting chapter, isn't it? Because Harry and Dolores Umbridge have been set up as such, you know, uh, mm. conflicting characters. And really having a scene with just the two of them one-on-one -on -one is going to be so intense. Really interested to see. I wonder that. what the content of the detention is going to be. Yeah, I wonder but how Rowling structures that, how she builds tension between them, where the, where the relationship is going, how interesting that is going to be. What yeah. he's actually said is, yeah, it's going to be a detention with Dolores. But he's well, going to pick it. it up this time. So what's the next chapter? Let's talk about how... Harry was trying to go to try and get out of the detention. No. Oh. oh, I said we should have a feature called I Have a Dream. Rob had a dream. Okay. Anyway. Look, what's going on here? Right. Yeah. With Dolores. We're going to cut out some of that. That was that went all over the place. <laughs> Chapter 14, Millers. Percy and Padfoot. Oh. It's Percy and Padfoot is unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we've no, but Padfoot is the oh, stress to yeah. Miles. Who's Padfoot? Padfoot is the dog, mm. must no, be, what dog? Um, which is serious. Right. If you're wondering, keep up, Millers. Who's um, Percy? Percy's the brother of the Weasley. What's going on with Percy? Oh, he's got he's gone off, hasn't he? He's gone off to the he's gone AWOL. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you mean by that? Come on. He is he's sort of left the he sort of left the family, he's binned off the family. Yeah. Okay, and so what do you think might be happening in this chapter then? The dog will Rob, serious, he's not a dog, serious. Round him up, herd him back to the to the family. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, that's mean. That's mean. You think so? You think it's quite open, isn't it? As a chapter title, you think Sirius is going to go and save Percy, bring him back into the fold, specifically round him up like a, like a like sheep, <laughs> just like hit him, back or bite him, the Weasley bite him, bite his back. calves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to you reading that chapter, it's going to be good. 
Um, okay, so I think we can let Rob go. What about now, Rob's dream? Oh, have we got an hour and 40 minutes out of this? this I know. Is unbelievable. Oh, also, I, I can't believe that we didn't in the first chapter have a conversation about hydrangeas. Oh, God, we don't have time. I love hydrangeas. People, I cannot send hydrangeas. Just could people please send in their... Okay, Rob, Phil, mm. we might in future episodes, if we're struggling for content, play out one of Joe's audio recordings. And Rob, I think this is what the fans want. If We can let Rob go then, I suppose. Um, we'll see you next time, Rob. Thanks for having me, nerds. Enjoy your deep dive. Bye. Bye. I love you, bye. What's your question? Tell me what's your question. What's your question? Tell me what's your question. What's your question? Tell me what's your question. This is from Judith. Hi, Judith. Um, I think Hi, Judith. New real fan. New real fan. Lovely to meet you. Anyway, she says, this is Judith from Germany. Hi, Judith. A so-called real fan. Gordon Abend. I'm still catching up at the moment, and I'm listening to season four. You often mention that Dernstein is in Germany. This always surprises me. I never thought of it as a German school for a few reasons. First of all, Victor Crum is from Bulgaria. He plays for their national Quidditch team. And when his parents are visiting to watch him for the third task, Harry says he is talking Bulgarian with them. If Dermstein would be in Bel Germany, why are there students from Bulgaria? Doesn't make sense to me. Second, Crum is telling Hermione at the Yule Ball about his school. He says they have very little daylight in winter. This doesn't fit for Germany. Our days in winter are not that short. For me, Dermstrang is far more to the north, where you have almost no daylight in winter. So I'm wondering why you think the school is in Germany. Even the name doesn't sound German at all. Even though I never read the books in German, if I try to say it in German, I don't think it sounds like a German name. Loving your podcast, can't wait to catch up. I think A, in me... Personally, my very, like, I don't know any German and I've barely been to Germany. So in my ignorance, it kind of maybe sounded like it could be a German word um, or a German name. And we knew it was in the north of Europe because of um, it being cold and having little daylight in winter. But obviously, you're right. That doesn't really fit. Germany's not really north enough for that. So it sounds like it's probably more likely to be Scandinavia. That obviously still doesn't fit with it being him being from Bulgaria, but um, we I think we've spoken before about not necessarily every country having a school, and so you know obviously their boarding schools maybe people it's more normal for people to travel. Also, 
he could be that he is from Bulgaria and his parents are Bulgarian. He plays for Bulgaria, but he doesn't necessarily live there because yeah. you can, it may be Bulgaria have a particularly strong Quidditch team. Um, and so it would be, and maybe, I don't know, Norway are not into Quidditch at all. So it makes far more sense for him to play for Bulgaria and he qualifies. Because like some people will play for countries that like, it's just their grandparents are from mm -hmm. there, right? But either because they can or because it just makes more sense for them. Um, I'm looking at a map, European map now, and yeah, like Bulgaria is a lot further down than Germany. But wherever the school is, like it's not going to be near Bulgaria. No, I know exactly it's why I thought it was, I initially went to German and that's because in that first book, um, when they talk about the um, defeat of Grindelwald in 1945, mm. and I immediately, because like I love history, particularly Second World War history, tied all that in with the Second World War and with Germany and just tied bundled all of that together from the off. Um, so I think that's why in my head that was there I actually know Germany quite well so and I would say to an a British person Durmstrang does sound quite German yeah and remember it wasn't written by a German yeah we're unfortunately uh, like our knowledge as British people like North like like, yeah, I get a Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. That's kind of like what they went for with um, them in the, in the, yeah, movies. In the Eagle Karkaloff. Like, yeah. again, it's all kind of British bastardization, kind of like. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. It's no. funny in thinking, like, basically, Germany is not far north enough, is it? For that. No. Time, so. Especially when you hear about the daylight point, yeah. it is really clear there are clearly more. Um, I mean, especially more in there to suggest that it's not actually Germany, but for some reason that was kind of. I, it doesn't surprise me that I've made that kind of reference at all because in my head that is kind of. There's also a voice note. I don't know. I haven't listened to this. I don't know. It might just be her saying something. Durmstrang. Let's hear it. So for this part, I'm going to send you a voicemail, but since I have only one minute, I thought, oh, I do it. Um, if I say Durmstrang in German, it would sound Durmstrang. Okay, it does not sound German at all. So just for you, uh, that you can hear it, how it would be pronounced in German. I hope that helps. Yeah, to us, I mean, to us, like to us, a German person, well, a German speaker, I don't know if she's actually German, but a German speaker. Oh, she's from Germany, yeah. Saying something in German is... Or how it would be pronounced in German couldn't it couldn't sound more German to our yeah it sounds so, it's so funny isn't it that she's saying that it doesn't sound German at all how funny yeah. thank That's you so right. much um Judith for sending all of that in we really hope you're enjoying the podcast it's amazing to have real fans from outside of the UK anyway it's so cool yeah thank you for taking the time to message us and we hope you'll stick with us what else do we have I don't think we have, well, we haven't got anything else on Instagram. As I said before, if people want to send stuff in, feel free. Yeah, cool. So yeah, if, yeah. 
And we're not going to go back and do a deep dive for these chapters. The Woes of Mrs. Weasley, Luna Lovegood, The Sorting Hat's new song of Professor Umbridge. Like, I if... got the feeling that we did have some really great, interesting deep dive conversations, but they're gone. They're, they're, they're gone, gone, they're dead. It's happened. We're never going to be able to recreate them. And I think most of what came up would probably come up again at another point anyway, probably. And if you had something that you think, well, we haven't spoken about it and you had thought about it, just send it in as um yeah. as outpost of Mugamala and we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. I think we talked a little bit about the Thestrals, but that's yeah. gonna come up again. Yeah, we commented on how Rob had made a good prediction when yeah. he said it's like Harry had crossed the threshold or some kind of coming of age incident. And it, it's just like he hasn't quite got his finger on it, but when he hears it, he's gonna be yeah. really pleased, I yeah. think. Oh yeah, and I think he's done well, he's done well there, but also, he said when he said about how he would um, hide behind a door and embody the shopkeeper in yeah. and shank him. I mean, very backshot esque, isn't it? Draco and oh, Borgin and Burke. No, what's her name? I don't know what you're on about. Um, oh, you're talking about um, Rose Mater. Yeah. she don't shank her though. She just gives him a packet. No, I know, but it, I feel like right. It's yeah. like. That's He's got a idea. No, no, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. And actually, when he says, which I know he will when we get to that, and he's like, oh, great, great idea, Malfoy, just get someone like the most obvious thing ever. It's like, well, actually, your thing was shit. Like, it was worse than that. Like, <laughs> if you're going to be the shopkeeper, if you're going to impersonate, then give out a free sample of some sort of slow-release poison. You know, get away with it. Yeah. It's just it's the most stupid thing I've ever heard. <laughs> What's wrong with it? Hiding behind a door and shanking someone was yeah. outrageous and outrageous. ridiculous. Like nothing, no finesse, nothing clever about it. Like there's it's loads of ways to kill him where you don't get caught. Yeah. Stay under the radar. Oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah, that's why we don't do it, Miles. Anyway, um, so, where, where shall we three meet again? Next Monday. Monday the 9th. The 9th. Monday the 9th of January. Let's see if that um, sort of white wine drink that you had uh, today on New Year's Day is still the best thing that's happened this year. By Probably, because I don't go to London until the next day. Because yeah, after that, happen. that will be the best thing that's happened this year. Yeah. Can you write down any like other like good things that happened and we'll just see whether it's the best thing? I don't think I need to, because it was really good. Well, I just want to say to all the listeners, long-time friends of the show, real fans, Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to our stupid podcast. I'm sorry we lost two episodes. We're so sorry. Like, we're sorry on multiple levels. Like, but we also, we apologise, but I am also deeply regret that it happened. And But also, I'm the one who's lost the laptop, so, like... I'm sorry for me as well. Yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah. so familiar. So there's at least three levels on which we're sorry about that. And um, hopefully it will never happen again. And don't forget to get in touch if you want to listen to Rob's dreams. Please. Yeah, all of them. I'm just going to tell her that no one's listening <laughs> okay. anyway. And I'm going to end it here. Thank you for listening to the Harry Potter Virgin. Our theme tune was an original composition by Patrick Steed. Our jingles were original compositions by Emily Tonks, Philippa Thomas and Craig David. It is... Good night from Millers. Good night. It is good night from Phil. Yes, he would dread I get a Rudica Fringe. I forgot you did that now, the Welsh. Yeah, that's a really good one that I've got there. 
What did you say there? That I, I had a few drinks with a couple of friends. Oh, that's lovely. Well, yeah, it's good night from Mills. It's good night from Phil, and it's good night from me as well. Good night. Thank you.